Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom. Hope you free broadcast. The most important hour of your day. More than half the women in my cabinet, more than, more than half the people in my cabinet, more than half of the women in, the, in my administration are women. <laughs> That's Joe Biden, the uh, president of the United States, I, the selected president of the United States, I guess. Welcome, everybody, far and wide. My name is Josh Reed. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We're live with you Monday through Thursday. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to America, to the world, the new world order, the World Economic Forum, Agenda 2030, originally Agenda 21, Agenda 2050, the implementation of ESG, DEI, Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, Environment, Social, and Governance policies that are trickling down from the new communist regime that runs from an oligarchy well above our heads, that is implementing their policies through the social, the cultural, the academic, the political, uh, every other domain that you could even think of. Man, what a world we live in. What an amazing time to be alive. And uh, yeah, you know what? I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I'm here with you. I'm glad I'm here with everybody out there. It's definitely an amazing time to be alive. Last night we had a a little bit of just like an hour and a half monologue of, of me kind of venting on a lot of different things, a lot of different topics, really primarily about the PSYOP that is going on. And for anybody that doesn't understand is there's a psychological warfare operation going on on this planet right now. And I don't care what side of the house that you're on, whether you're on the left or the right, whether you're atheist or theist or or whatever it is, there is a psychological warfare operation going on right now to basically control your actions, your thoughts, and your influences in the world. That's the whole point, to control people. You know, I think it comes down is when you have so much money, so much wealth, and so much power. There's, it's like the, um, the movie Trading Places, right? The two brothers make the $1 bet that they could take a Wall Street stockbroker that works at their company and turn him into a bum and then take the bum and make him into a multimillionaire stockbroker. That's the game. That's the truth. This is what it's all about for them. And there is an evil agenda. And I do agree that there is an evil agenda behind this, that these people are sociopathic, psychopathic, that they're a different branch of evolution than you and I who have empathy, who feel emotion, who have love, compassion for others. And what we're doing here is we're exposing that. We're stringing together the narrative, pearl stringing the narrative. And hello, everybody out there. We're just joshing you. That's right. That's right. And so... I want to make a few announcements and then we're going to jump into the news. I know we didn't cover much news yesterday. <clears throat> That's okay. We got plenty of news to talk about today. But uh, what were we, uh, the, 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 the announcement? That's all, folks. No, that's not all, folks. But hey, look, the announcements. Number one, tonight on socialredpill.com. If my mods can do me a favor, put that link out there. Socialredpill.com tonight at 10 p.m. Central Time, 11 Eastern. We will be doing an After Dark Q&A. So that's a question and answer session with myself. I will be there. There will probably be about 30 to 40 other people there as well. So you guys are all more than welcome to join. Thank you so much, Summer. Appreciate that. There's, you guys are all welcome to join. 
Uh, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to have a glass of whiskey. And I'm going to hang out, and we're going to have some good conversations. We can talk a lot about what we talked about yesterday. We can talk about what we talked about on the Earth Chronicles with Matt Presti and David Whitehead and myself. Um, Speaking of that, tomorrow on Conversations on the Fringe, which is a different show that we do here. It's kind of like when you have a whole week, five days or four days, of nothing but this political shitstorm, this geopolitical nonsense that's happening in the world of these globalists, these elitists, the multi-headed hydra that are trying to rule and dominate the world and implement their new world order. When you have that, you got to take a break. You got to step back and go, hey, look, let's talk about something else. And that's what we do on Friday nights. So Friday nights, Conversations on the Fringe, I'm going to be joined by David Whitehead, my good buddy, as well as my new friend, Matt Presti. So we're going to be talking a lot about similar topics that we talked about the other day on Earth Chronicles, but we're going to expand it a little bit more. It's going to be more of a three-way discussion pertaining to um, various different theories of thought and mind, consciousness, universe, uh, God, religion. It's going to probably touch on a whole basis of stuff. I think we even might talk about energy and free energy and all this other stuff. So we're going to be doing that tomorrow night. That's at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, next week, I, I do have a special guest That will be, uh, I'm going to be doing an interview, a recording with this person. And uh, I will be playing it next week on the Daily Dose. And trust me, you're going to like this one. So uh, that will be next week. So I wanted to give you a heads up on that. And then next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend, I will be traveling to Denver. Uh, So I'll be leaving Friday. So we'll try to find coverage for for Fringe. Uh Uh-oh, I'm going to sneeze. I can't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't find the mute button, (laughs) but so next Friday I'll be traveling to Denver driving out there. So the shows that morning, Jim Price will be taking care of the dark delight show. Uh, I believe I got to ask him first, but, and then Vince, if he is back and feeling better, will be taking care of conversation on the fringe. Uh, I'm selling my house in Denver and I am closing very, very soon. And so I have to get out to Denver to clear out, um, all my uh, prepper supplies. And that's a good point to transition into. Prepper supplies. I got a few hundred pounds of meat sitting in Denver that I got to go pick up, put in coolers, and bring back out here. I got about 10 bins of uh, non-perishables and then other survival supplies. Uh, plus, I got about uh, 500 gallons of water that I need to pick up and bring back out here to Minnesota. So that's the reason I'm going to Denver. I spent a lot of money on prepping supplies over the last few years, and I'm not going to let them just sit out there and get thrown away, so I'm going to go pick them up, bring them back to Minnesota. Um, But prepping supplies, guys, listen, uh, we all understand that this is an an incredibly dynamic world, incredibly volatile, and that we could wake up tomorrow and there could be a cyber attack that happens that takes out the grid. Um, If you listen to experts, legitimate experts, experts on these topics in the sense of um, electronic warfare, electromagnetic pulses, um, different types of coronal mass ejections or whatever it might be that can take out our power grid. You have to understand that Donald Trump tried to make our energy infrastructure a national security matter. And this was great because it needs to be. One of the things that we found is when we had the blackout in the Northeast and they lost all the power in the, uh, the, the, uh, the Northeast there. What we found out is that it was because of one transformer 
in that grid system that went bad. The problem was, is that Transformer is in China. It's made and developed in China. It's specialty technology that we don't hold any replaceable spares here in the United States of. Now, think about that logically. Barack Obama allowed China to come into our energy infrastructure, allowed them to come in by land into this country, allowed them to start supplying our electric and energy grid with supplies, which made us dependent upon China for those things specifically. So if we do have a power outage or an electric grid failure, we have to go to China to get those parts. And usually that's three to six months before those things can be developed because they're not making them. They make them on demand and it takes a while to make some of these things. So when we start thinking about this, is if these things progress in the world, which they are going to, uh, I don't know if people heard it the other day, you had uh, the Russian general that was on stage with a Russian politician, and they were talking on the uh, the Russian news channel there. And they were discussing about Russia's plan. Russia has a plan. It has a strategy. It has a methodology to what it's doing. And, it men- and he mentioned in this specifically, He said, I wonder what's going to happen to the Western world when we introduce them to our international military alliance. What is he talking about? He's talking exactly about what I've been saying for years, is that the BRICS economic alliance is going to turn into a military alliance. Now think about this. The BRICS nations control 65% of the global trade in supplies raw materials, etc. There's not even a war at that point. All there is is economic sanctions, they shut off the West, and it's over within three months. That's how severe this situation is right now economically. Okay? And this is economic warfare that's being waged. Okay? So when we start looking at that, now we add in... Cyber Polygon, the, the poly crisis, as the World Economic Forum is now calling it, the jackpot or the firestorm that I've been talking about. If we add in the cyber component, okay, uh, over 190 food processing and manufacturing facilities have caught on fire. Not all of them were put out of commission. A few of them were. I think the intentionality there was to put them out of commission, but a lot of them have various different parts and components that are on back order. A lot of them have to file insurance claims to get that damage fixed. A lot of them would have to go out there if they didn't have insurance on that specific area or if it was a uh, an intentional fire or something like that, they'd have to go to a bank and get financing. But what's the cost of money these days? And so when we look at these food processing and manufacturing centers, this is just one small component. Now, how are they doing that? Well, IoT devices, Internet of Thing devices like your your digital thermostat that sits on your house. They drive by and I can, I can drive by your house right now with a, a program that's on my laptop, quite literally drive by your house right now and I can pick up that digital thermostat, I can pick up that smart meter and I can hack into your home network. Absolutely 100%, very easy to do. I capture the packets, I throw them into another software that decodes it, I get passwords, I get emails, I get all this stuff, bank account information. It's not hard to do, okay? And it's crazy of us to think that foreign actors or hostile actors, or not doing the same thing right now to corporations and businesses, especially in the sense of competition, okay? So, think about this. Is 190 of these processing, food processing and manufacturing plants, 
have caught on fire mysteriously. Nobody knows why. I can tell you why. What they're doing is they're going into the networks, they're hacking into the networks, they're finding the various different types of automated machines that are on the IoT network, or at least on a similar VLAN, uh, or, or the, the local area network, right? And they go into them, and these things have various different parameter settings, right? And I know this because I've worked in various different industries that have exactly this. You go into the computer, you can find the various different parameter settings, and you can offset these parameter settings. Now, if you needed to increase production of something, uh, of whatever a cog is, right, to, to for one day or 24 hours or something like that, you can go in there and change these parameters, but if you keep those parameters on for seven days or six months or 12 months, it can be detrimental to that machine and cause that machine to overheat and break down and go to a point of failure relatively fast. And this is what they're doing, I suspect, is they're going in and changing these small little parameters that would be completely unnoticed and not picked up by the system security and software systems that monitor these types of things. And they're going in there, they're exasperating those systems and they're allowing them to catch on fire, go to a point of failure really, really fast, catching on fire and starting these fires that we see. Okay, we'll now talk about the energy infrastructure. What happened in Texas a few years ago? We had that. Now what's happening in Texas right now? Over 440,000 without power. Okay, what happened a few weeks ago in, the, I think it was the Philippines? The, the whole airport shut down because of a power outage. What happened in Pakistan? The whole country shut down because, oh, well, we made an error. We, know, we turned off our whole electric grid at night to save energy. And it just didn't turn on one day. Oh, well, that seems like an accident. And it's interesting that that accident happens <clears throat> a few days after the NOTAM system that basically it's the FAA system that integrates directly into the airline's computer softwares that gives them flight and emergency update information, okay, goes down for hours. They had a ground flights because of this. They came out, oh, that's a database error, our bad. Really, coincidentally, that just two hours after they brought NOTAMs back up in the United States, it goes down in Canada. Huh, just a world of coincidence here, right? Then we have the up just yesterday, LAX lost power in a whole concourse. And these things will continue to happen. And they'll sit there and go, oh, this is just coincidence. It just, no. See, CISA knows what's going on. The Pentagon knows what's going on. And the reason they know what's going on, because if this was, if they came out and said that this was a legitimate cyber attack done by China, North Korea, Iran, Russia, whatever, okay, there would be, Outraged by the American public calling for war because a cyber attack can become an act of war. Not only that, is this is an incredibly volatile geopolitical situation, especially with Russia and Ukraine, China and Taiwan, China and the U.S. relations. We have, you know, GOP Senate uh, uh, House uh, Speaker McCarthy going there next week to Beijing and stuff. There's a lot of things on the table. Just today, we're seeing this right now all over the news. Chinese spy balloon. Never fucking heard of a spy balloon. Chinese spy balloon over Montana. Why over Montana? Does anybody know why a spy balloon would be over Montana? My thoughts and theories on this. Number one, it's a spy balloon. Doesn't make much sense at all, does it? It's a high altitude weather balloon that has an attachment of some type of electronic gizmo on it that's obviously intaking some type of information. The question is, is why don't they just use satellites? Well, 
if they're going to use satellites, or if they're going to use a balloon instead of a satellite, there's most likely something that they're trying to pick up on the spectrum that is drained out in low Earth orbit, most likely by the ionosphere or something of that nature, right? Now, the Pentagon just came out and said they're not going to shoot this thing out of the sky, right? They're probably going to go try to capture it and find out who built it and what's it relaying. Now, I'm, I'm sitting here wondering, okay, well, why would you use a weather balloon to gather reconnaissance, right? When you have tons of different things that can do the same thing clandestinely. Number one is maybe it's not Chinese. Maybe it's not Russian. Maybe it's not any of that. Maybe it's homemade. Maybe it's some dude who created it. We don't know this. It's speculative that it's Chinese right now, okay? And that's right. Eventually, it will fall back down to Earth. It will crash. But what if it wasn't collecting information, but instead was meant to do something else? What if it was a weapon? What if it was an electromagnetic pulse weapon that uh, directed an electromagnetic current towards a certain facility, like an airport or an electric grid. I'm just saying there's a lot of possible scenarios of what this thing could be, and we shouldn't assume directly that it's Chinese or that it's a spy balloon, quote unquote, is there's a lot of things that this could be, right? Now, I don't know what it is. I think it's pretty interesting that if I was China, if I was China, the last thing I would be doing right now in the geopolitical environment is sending a spy balloon over Montana, which Montana, Colorado, NORAD, nuke center of the United States, right? We can understand that. That, that wouldn't be a very smart idea for China to do. So there's something else going on here with whatever that is specifically. That could have been let's say, a, a U.S. test that they lost. They lost the balloon, didn't know where it was, and now they just found it. Um, it could be, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to hear this from the Flat Earthers. See, I told you satellites are connected to <laughs> balloons. I think that we're going to see this from Flat Earther. That If you watch this video here, uh, you can see the picture, the image of the satellite connected to the balloon. And you know Flat Earthers are going to have a heyday with this. I told you, all satellites are just connected to the balloons. That. What planet is that? It's not a planet, lady. It's a balloon. And, you know, the cool, cool thing, I got a Celestron 500 uh, telescope upstairs. And uh, it was actually Andrea, if you guys know Andrea Kraft, I was on the phone with her one day while I was looking at an object very similar to that in the sky over Colorado. And I zoomed in and I had a perfect clear view of it. And it was an actual, it looked like a weather balloon, actual weather balloon, but he had a picture, clear picture of it. It was pretty cool. But this one right here, whatever, whatever that attachment is, I'm pretty sure Flat Earth is going to be like, I told you satellites were connected to balloons, man. But either way, I, I digress on that. Um, so there, there's a lot of things happening. Okay. A lot of interesting things, but when it comes to preparation and I'm kind of laying the groundwork that there's cyber warfare going on, that it is happening, that we could have an EMP. What if that balloon was an EMP device and it was just meant to get over to the center of the United States. It was making its way to Wyoming, the center of the United States. And then all of a sudden it lays a massive EMP 
all throughout the 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 the, the central United States, taking away all the nuclear relay centers. Hmm, that could be interesting. That could be a good possibility. Maybe they were testing the delivery mechanism. I don't know. So there's a lot of these parts that we have to put in place. Now, a few things for you. If an EMP type of device was utilized over the United States today, okay, massive type EMP, either coastal, central, doesn't even matter. Let's just say it was, it was East Coast. Immediately, Thousands upon thousands of people would die from that EMP. And you're probably like, how are people going to die from an EMP? Planes in the sky. Car accidents. Hospitals. Nursing homes. Okay? Then from there, think about this. People would be putting on their emergency radios, trying to trust the government. It would be a minimum of probably 10 days before something actually began to happen. You'd have FEMA obviously out there. But at some point, people would stop trusting the government for solutions when they realize that power and electricity for millions upon millions of people is not coming back on for months. And this is why you need to have emergency water supply, emergency food supply, a bug out bag, a way to protect and defend yourself, an alternative methodology to barter and trade. You know what one of the best things in the sense of barter and trade is? Cigarettes, tobacco. Buy cartons of cigarettes. Trust me, those things will be gold money during an EMP attack where there's three months and you can't go to the 7-Eleven and do a transaction. Firstly, their cash register doesn't open. Secondly, they can't accept credit cards because that system's completely obsolete at that point in time. Next, you can't get your money out of the bank. Whiskey's too big and bulky. You know, clink, 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 clink. Cigarettes? Small and compact. Tobacco products. Just saying. Now, if you're sitting here going, you know, Josh, I, I, I know you're about to say My Patriot Supply and all this stuff. Yes, I am. My Patriot Supply, redpills.tv slash patriot. You can go there. You can stock up. They get Alexa Pure Water Purification System. If you can't purchase from there, what I'm going to tell you, or Dr. Kirk Elliott, gold and silver, right? Red pills or getgoldtoday.com, getgoldtoday.com, Kirk Elliott, get your money in gold and silver, at least some of it, get some at home, get some gold and silver at home. But here's the key. If you can't do any of that, and I know there's some of you out there, start saving your milk jugs, start saving all your plastic top jugs. And every time that one empties, clean it out and fill it up with water and put it in your pantry your storage area, your closet, or wherever. Start supplying clean water. Start filling up those jugs and just putting them away. Okay? That's one recommendation. Another recommendation, $10 extra every time you go to the grocery store. If you can't afford $10, $5 extra every time you go to the grocery store. When you go to the grocery store, go to the canned good aisle and pick up beans and rice beans and rice it provides you all the nutrition that you need for it to a degree but you won't starve and you can five bucks beans and rice beans and rice five bucks beans and rice whatever you can get 
If you want to treat yourself, get some more other canned goods. Get some corn, green beans, peas, whatever it might be. But I would suggest stocking up. When you go to Walmart, and this is twofold here, you have, if you go to the camping aisle, you have your, your, uh, your chlorine dioxide tablets, water purification tablets, $7.79 at Walmart. And I think there's like four treatments in them. Buy a few of those. Buy one of those straws, the suck straws that filter the water out. Why? Because you can filter, you can make your own filter. And maybe we're going to do that on that Zoom call that we're, we're planning out. Make your own filter. Doesn't matter. Get a filter. When you filter that water, you throw one of those tablets in there. It tells you how much to put in per gallon. It sanitizes it. Or distill it. Boil it three times. Right? Or do like a reverse osmosis or something where it all goes to steam and the steam comes back down. Remove all the stuff from it. But know how to do the process. Arm yourself with the tools and the knowledge of how to survive. Whether it's just three or four things that you're really, really good at. Because I'm telling you, something's coming. And I think we all know it and we all feel it. And I don't mean to be the bearer of doom and gloom here. But something's coming. And and I'm going to kind of, I'm going to inch into this. Because our title tonight is Blame It on Trump. Now, I'm not blaming shit on Trump, but what I'm going to show you is what I think is organizing. And this is something that I said a while back. So let's look at some things here. So this is from the Gateway Pundit. They say over the past week, the Gateway Pundit uncovered Hunter Biden crimes and corruptions related to classified documents, espionage, FARA violations, and connections to biolabs in Ukraine. Well, good job, the Gateway Pundit, but... People like me and many others have been doing this for years, making these connections. So I'm kind of fuck you for trying to take credit for that because we've been doing that for a long time. But anyways, they got new evidence, apparently. But so the Bidens were using classified information to benefit the Hunter Biden business family. This was in response to Miranda Devine's report at the New York Post where she identified an email with 22 points that was not rented by Hunter Biden. On Sunday night, the Gateway Pundit reported a second email that showed Hunter Biden was sharing classified information with individuals at Burisma in Ukraine, which is a definition of espionage. Okay. Now, three, on Monday, the Gateway Pundit uncovered a third email showing more Biden family crimes related to classified information and espionage. The email discovered on Hunter Biden's laptop was sent to Blue Star Strategies, a firm that has reportedly been under investigation by the DOJ since 2021. The email that was sent in December 2015 had an attachment that included classified information from White House conference call on Joe Biden's upcoming trip to Ukraine. This email was also sent to Burisma and implicates Joe Biden. On Tuesday, the Gateway Pundit uncovered the hunter had never registered as a foreign agent for years. His work appears to be mostly acting as an agent for foreign entities. Wednesday, the Gateway Pundit reported that a Biden family is a crime family. The whole world knew that when they wanted something illegal or under the table taken care of, they needed to pay the Biden crime family to get it fixed. Uh, The Gateway Pundit has reported on Hunter Biden's activities in Ukraine and his involvement in biolabs were put into place. When the war broke out in Russia, Ukraine's President Zelensky sent out a decree to destroy all information on the company Hunter Biden invested in, Metabiota. Yeah, we reported on this like literally when it happened. Uh, We also reported how Hunter Biden's companies were directly invested in this. 
a year ago we did this. Anyways, yesterday the metabiotic, uh, yesterday they reported that Metabiota experimented with bat viruses back in March 2022. Uh, Metabiota CEO Tom Wolf had connection to the NIH and DOD. This week they reported that after Hunter invested in Metabiota, the company was awarded tens of millions of dollars in DOD contracts. Metabiota experimented with bat viruses in at least one of these labs. Metabiota is also connected directly to the World Economic Forum. And the rabbit hole is never ending. So this is interesting that this is now coming out, but then all of a sudden what happens today? Hunter Biden asked for a criminal probe into the Trump allies for the theft of the data from the laptop. The letters from the Biden's lawyer asking investigators for probes into Rudy Giuliani and others is a dramatic shift in the strategy of the president's son. Lawyers for Hunter Biden sent letters Wednesday requesting investigations in the allies of President Donald Trump, who they say trafficked the stolen information from his laptop, a dramatic shift in the strategy for the president's son after the GOP attacks. Among the letters that were obtained by NBC News was one sent Wednesday asking the Justice Department's National Security Division for an investigation into individuals for whom there is considerable reason to believe violated various federal laws in accessing, copying, manipulating, or disseminating Mr. Biden's personal computer data, including Rudy Giuliani, who was Trump's lawyer at the time. The Biden lawyers wrote a similar letter to the Delaware Attorney General's office requesting a probe into the same people alleging they violated various Delaware laws in accessing Biden's information, as well as Trump has called the laptop from hell. The Justice Department has declined to comment. Now, it's interesting because right after this, Hunter Biden's lawyers came out and said, oh, by the way, this, this doesn't prove that uh, this isn't Hunter Biden saying that the laptop's actually his. Huh? You, you, can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? Like, you, you can't say, hey, we're gonna, we want investigations into this data being leaked because this isn't good for us. But it's not our laptop. It's not our data. Like, that makes no sense. But this is what they're literally saying and trying to do. So the perspective here, they're trying to make a case that the information from the laptop was illegally obtained by Rudy Giuliani and the Donald Trump team. Okay, now do you see how they're going to try to blame this on Trump? They're trying to kind of swindle this back around and take all the pressure off of the classified emails and documents that we're seeing all over the place. Well, General Mike Flynn... Um, he's commenting on uh, Miranda Devine's post here. Hunter Biden admits infamous laptop is his, not Russian disinformation as a plant as his father and 51 dishonest former Intel officials pretended. And General Flynn says, thank you for your terrific reporting to those 51 Intel officials who lied through their teeth. How do I get my country and the rightful president back? And he's absolutely right because those 51 intelligence officers that was election interference, including former director of the CIA, John Brennan. That was election interference and nobody's saying anything about it. This is when the, the DNI Ratcliffe came out and literally said there's no evidence to substantiate that any content on that laptop is Russian disinformation. And the news is like, but these 51 people say there is. People who are not even active in the U.S. intelligence community are saying that it is. Well, people active in the U.S. intelligence community are saying that it's not. And the media listen to those 51 people. Why? Because the media is in on the scam. That's why. Now, this was interesting, and I haven't seen anybody reporting on this. And I want to. I want you guys all to take a look at this. Hold on. 
Do you remember hearing that the CIA director, Burns, William Burns, went to Moscow? We know he went to, I believe, Ukraine. But apparently he went to Moscow too. Look at this. The White House has denied Biden offered Putin 20% of Ukraine. The CIA quickly disavowed the explosive claims by the Swiss-German paper of record. President Joe Biden allegedly sent a CIA chief, William Burns, on a secret mission to Moscow and then Kiev in mid-January, according to a report in the News Russia, Zichun, the NNZ, on Wednesday. The White House and the CIA both addressed the allegations on Thursday, saying it was not true and that the U.S. had offered Russia 20% of Ukrainian territory as part of a peace proposal. According to the confidential conversations with two German lawmakers dealing with foreign policy, one from the ruling coalition, the other from the opposition, Burns reportedly offered a land for peace deal in which Russia would keep some 20% of Ukraine's territory about the size of Donbass. The Swiss German newspaper mentioned that the supposed proposal in passing, focusing on the chain of events that led to the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz and U.S. President Joe Biden announcing they would send Leopard 2 and Abrams heavy tanks to the government in Kiev. The NZZ reports is not accurate and the CIA will say the same. Deputy spokesperson of the White House National Security Council, Sean DeVette, told Newsweek the CIA official then told the U.S. outlet that reports of a secret Moscow trip by Burns or a peace proposal on behalf of the White House were completely false. Well, you know what? I'd like to have the Freedom of Information Act go out there and request William Burns' travel itinerary for when he went to Kiev a week, a few days before and a few days after. I think that's what we need to do, and, and Tom Fitton should actually go out and do this. I'd love to see this, because I guarantee you, he went to Moscow. But what does this show you? Joe Biden is trying to negotiate with Russia by giving them 20% of Ukraine. Did he get that direction from Zelensky? Probably not. But so, they went in there with a strategy. They said, hey, look, if he denies this, then what we're going to do is we're going to send tanks, and we're going to send arms, and we're going to go to war. And that's what we're seeing mobilized right now. And there's a lot more to this with Russia. We're going to get into that here in a little bit of a little while. We're going to cover more of the Biden stuff right now. And we're going to we're going to jump into this. So National Archives was not allowed to reveal Biden classified documents discovery. <laughs> well, isn't that irony? A top House Republican says the top lawyer for the National Archives was not allowed to weigh in on the discovery of classified documents in President Joe Biden's possession, despite publicly commenting repeatedly on former Donald Trump's similar circumstance. Now, there is a difference here. Biden is apparently president right now, and Trump was former president. So there's, there is a difference of national security interest within this, but... The National Archives has stayed largely quiet when it comes to Biden's classified document saga, a stark contrast to how it handled Trump's sex scandal. It set up an entire section on its website, press statements in response to media queries about presidential records in early 2022, dedicated to its numerous press releases on the Trump Mar-a-Lago document saga. However, in the weeks after Biden's scandal burst into public view and the months after the National Archives first learned about it, the agency has yet to issue a single press release on it. James Comer, Republican Kentucky, a new chairman of the House Oversight Con Committee, conducted a transcribed interview with National Archives General Counsel Gary Stern on Tuesday, and he revealed Stern says he had been blocked from putting out public press releases on the Biden classified document saga, with Comer suggesting only the Department of Justice or White House could have blocked the National 
archives. Rules for thee, but not for me. Some uh, sad news today and very, very interesting and not a coincidence in any way, shape or form. New Jersey Councilwoman <clears throat> Eunice Dwumfor shot dead outside of her home in a despicable act of crime. The councilwoman in New Jersey was killed during a shooting outside of her home Wednesday morning or Wednesday evening. Cerreville Councilwoman Eunice Dumafor, a Republican, a 30 years old and described by Mayor Victoria Kilpatrick as a dedicated member of our borough council who was truly committed to serve all the residents. The 911 report called shots fired around 7.22 p.m. in Middlesex County's prosecutor's office said a female identified as New Jersey Globe reporter David Wildstein as Dumafor was found dead in her vehicle with multiple gunshot wounds. This is an active and ongoing investigation. Anyone with information or surveillance footage is requested to ask. Now, they're saying that this is a crime. This this has ringings of Seth Rich all over it again. That's my thoughts. What did she discover about her fellow council members or about some people in the state of New Jersey or what did she have that got her killed? What did she know? That's the question. So as we talked about, the U.S. government is monitoring the suspected Chinese spy balloon over the northern states. Now, let me let me in it, let me get you in on a little secret. If that thing was a Chinese spy balloon, the Pentagon and DOD would not be talking to the media about it. Okay, just giving you a little hint out there. If that was literally a spy balloon and they detected it and they knew about it and it was coming in from civilian reports, this would be scrubbed off the news. Firstly, it's an embarrassment to the United States air defense that a weather balloon or a spy clandestine spy balloon can enter U.S. airspace and get over to the center of the United States of America. Understand that. Think about this. Is most likely, this was most likely, if, if I was China and I was going to do exactly what we're seeing here, I would launch a high altitude vehicle, plane, spy plane, very, very fast, okay? I would get very, very 150,000, 175,000 feet up. I would drop a balloon out the aft if you could actually do that. I don't know if they could, which begins to inflate on its descent downward mitigates all of a sudden you have it over the continental U.S. That would be one way to do it. Or they launch it from somewhere. I don't know. They launch it from the Arctic Circle. I don't know. But here's the thing. The reason why those things can't happen is because if that thing was carrying a nuclear warhead, that's in the center of the United States of America. That could easily attack NATO. Or not NATO, NORAD. Or STRATCOM. These types of facilities. That is a massive embarrassment and national security failure, if that's what it is. So the fact that the DOD and Pentagon are commenting on this saying, oh, yeah, we're not going to shoot it down, makes me think that it's not a Chinese spy balloon, but instead a U.S. project or something of that nature that went away. That's my thoughts on it. Easy to blame China for everything, right? This is one of the most comical things that I've seen all day long pertaining to Hunter Biden's laptop and the emails. Look at this crap. 
Laptop email suggests Hunter Biden read newspapers, not classified documents. You got to be absolutely kidding me with this article. This is from the Washington Post. Uh, when I read the email, very, very detailed analysis of what's happening in Ukraine, actually far more detailed than anything I got to U.S. Senator from the State Department as a scene setter prior to going into Ukraine or any other foreign country. This information was obviously fed to Hunter. That's from Senator Ron Johnson. Senator Ted Cruz says this email reads as if it was cut and pasted from an official government briefing, an official government briefing that one would infer his father had received. Now, this is where it gets interesting because this is where the article takes you. Shortly after Attorney General Merrick Garland named special counsel to investigate the discovery of classified documents as President Biden's resident and former office, the New York Post columnist flagged an email allegedly written by Biden's son, Hunter, and discovered on his abandoned laptop as potentially containing classified information. This is divine that we were just talking about. Fox News and then politicians such as Johnson and Cruz picked up on the claim. The email is dated the 13th of April, 2014, a month before Hunter Biden was named to the board of the Ukrainian gas company Burisma. Johnson and Cruz, while not flatly saying Hunter Biden had access to classified information, walk up to the line and suggest that Hunter was given special access to information to ensure he would be valuable to Burisma. The implication is that this new evidence that President Biden is a cavalier about handling classified information. Any offspring of a prominent politician needs to be wary of the, even the appearance of a conflict of interest between his business interests and his parents' political positions. Hunter Biden, however, took on the Burisma job at the same time his father, then vice president, was tasked with the U.S. top uh, policymaker in Ukraine, an arrangement that troubled State Department officials, a potential conflict of interest that undermined the administration's effort, and we know he had the prosecutor fired. Okay, so I'm just going to fast forward because we already know this. Okay, Hunter Biden had a checkered life marked by substance abuse problems, but he is also a graduate of Georgetown University and Yale Law School. One can presume he acquired some research skills at those institutions. He was also well-connected with contacts he could draw on for information. In the email, he refers to possibly hiring a firm to provide information that's not available through a Google search and some phone calls, suggesting that that is what he relied on for writing the email. So now they're trying to place to blame elsewhere. For nine years, the fact checker was diplomatic correspondent for the Washington Post. I've seen my share of backgrounders, St State Department cables, and even odd classified documents. Far from being especially sophisticated, Hunter Biden's email appears to be largely the product of diligent reading of recent newspaper and magazine articles. So, I love this. For nine years, the fact checker they're not talking about this actual person. They're not giving his name out. For instance, in one interview, Johnson said he re referenced in the email to a potential U.S. sanctions on Russia and certainly might have been classified information. But five days before the email was sent out, Secretary of John Kerry told the Senate Foreign Relations Committee that the U.S. could impose new sanction, uh, economic sanctions on Russia because of its actions in Ukraine. Well, where did John Kerry get that information? dumbass, most likely from the same classified documents that Hunter Biden had access to. He said, let's take a tour through the first 11 of the 22 enumerated points, and they go through dissecting this, right? And so they're talking about Hunter Biden's email here. Poroshenko appears to be likely the next president, determining our team's relationship with him. Important. He is credible the best uh, with the West, and by all accounts, a true reformer. And then they quote this March 29th, 2014 New York Times article talking about Poroshenko. And they just go on here to make these assumptions that uh, Hunter wrote this pertaining to a news article. But what you also have to understand is these news articles were also written by leaks from government officials, by information and 
points given to these reporters by various different confidential government reporters. Not only that is just because it's classified information through the DOD, Pentagon, or you know uh, national security interests doesn't mean that that information doesn't exist in the public domain. So what they're telling you here is that, oh, it's most likely Hunter read these newspapers and wrote these emails. But it's more likely or highly likely that Hunter Biden actually had the classified documents that he got this information from and then wrote it like a newspaper article while giving the information out as well. But I just find it funny that the other day on Fox News, they have a CIA, a former CIA direct, uh, former CIA analyst on talking about how Hunter Biden potentially could have been a CI for the FBI or the CIA. Oh, well, you know, Hunter could be a confidential informant. And, and this is why we have this classified information access for Hunter Biden. Now they're coming on and saying, well, you know, no, the emails didn't even have classified information in it. it. It was literally just newspaper articles. See how they're trying to cover their ass here? Doesn't make much sense, does it? And some good news today. Democrat Ilham Omar voted off the Foreign Affairs Committee due to anti-Semitic and anti-American rhetoric. This is great. The House voted to kick Minnesota Democrat Ilham Omar off the House Foreign Affairs Committee due to her history of making anti-Semitic and anti-American remarks. After a heated debate, the resolution to remove Omar from the committee was approved 218 to 211. Democrats fought back against the Republicans, accusing them of racism and hypocrisy. Which is interesting because, you know, when they did this to Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and Lauren Boebert, we 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 saw the other side, Republicans obviously doing the same thing, and they called still called them racist and bigot. Now listen to what AOC has to say about this. Don't tell me that this is about an abdic- a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks. Have a member of the Republican caucus who have, who has talked about Jewish space lasers and what? Hold on, let's listen to that again. Space lasers and. Jewish space lasers and Jewish space lasers and Jewish space lasers. <laughs> hey guys, what's up with Jewish space lasers? Anybody got some Jewish space lasers out there? And an, an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology when my life was threatened. Jew- Jewish space lasers. Jewish space lasers. Jew- Jewish space lasers. You know, I don't know about you, but... Jewish space lasers. I don't know. Um, Jewish space lasers. Why did, you know, 100 years from now, historians are going to look back at this moment and say, did you hear about the Democrat Ilhamo Omar and how she was removed from her committee positions? I did. Do you know why? Jewish space lasers. Sure, dude. Oh, yeah. All right. Now, let's set the the precedent here. Let's watch this video of uh, Dr. Deborah Bricks, how she admits that she manipulated the data and altered the CDC guidelines. Let's listen to this. This this is really important because I'm going to put this together to what I think is actually happening here. 
want to get your take on a lot of people looking at the president now having this and all these people who have been fully vax vaccinated and, and boosted and all of that and they're getting it the 20 percent or so of americans who've not been vaccinated might look at that doctor and say well why bother why bother what do you what do you tell them well, if you're across the South um, and you're in the middle of this wave, what's going to save you right now is Paxlovid. But once we get through this wave during that law, you should get vaccinated and boosted because we do believe it will protect you, particularly if you're over 70. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. And I think we overplayed the vaccines and it made people then worry that it's not going to protect against severe disease and hospitalization. It will. But let's be very clear. 50% of the people who died from the Omicron surge were older, vaccinated. So, so t tell me you're contradicting yourself without telling me you're contradicting yourself. Listen to that one more time. Vaccinated and boosted because we do believe during that law, you should get vaccinated and boosted because we do believe it will protect you, particularly if you're over 70. We do believe that it will protect you, particularly if you're over 70. Okay. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. And I then she goes on to say that I knew these vaccines would not protect against infection. So how the hell are the vaccines going to protect against infection for these other people? I think we overplayed the vaccines and it made people then worry that it's not going to protect against severe disease and hospitalization. It will. But let's be very clear. 50% of the people... So she goes on to say that people need to get vaccinated because it's going to protect them, then says that we knew the vaccines would not protect against infection, that we heard them too fast and pushed them out, but that you need to go out there and get vaccinated because it's going to protect you. But what she said in the middle there, she said specifically, when she was with the Trump administration, I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against uh, infection, and I think we overplayed the vaccines. Now, why is that quite important? There's a few points here. I'm going to bring this one up quick. Dr. Brian Cole's biopsy may result, uh, results may explain the shocking rise in mysterious cancers. He explains there is a spike protein in every single cancer cell. What's inside of every cancer cell? cell? Spike protein. Every malignant B cell has spike proteins in it. Let's listen to this. So this is uh, going to your question of myelomas and, and different lymphoid type cancers. So this is gastric mm -hmm. tissue. Dr. Park slide again out of Germany. And, and if you go to the next one now, that's all that blue. Those are cancer cells. What's inside of every cancer cell? Spike protein. So again, this begs the question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What? I know. Every B cell Weird. there that's malignant has spike protein in it. And so this begs the question, why aren't my colleagues doing these same stains on unexpected cancers in young individual, any individual that has an unexpected cancer? And Kelly brought up a great point. I, as I travel and lecture and teach, Countless doctors say, gosh, I had a patient five years, 10 years in remission. Their cancer is stage four now. They were, they were clear. Right. And all of a sudden, their cancer right. is back. And that goes to those immune mechanisms keeping cancers in check for a lifetime. This is Now, this is interesting. We have BRICS coming out and saying that we knew that there was, there was no point of efficacy with these vaccines, that they did not prevent infection. We rushed it and hurried it to get it out. Now we're seeing mounting evidence actually in the mainstream. 
The CDC withholding information of the amount of deaths of still considering this vaccine safe and effective if there's less than 200,000 people that have an injury, but we know that it's well over 12 million. Okay? Then we're seeing this right here. Dr. Ryan Cole's biopsy of these malignant cancer cells have spike proteins in them. So think about Brix's comment. Who becomes the fall guy? Who becomes the fall guy when they look back and say, oh, this was rushed and hurried and, and, and it just wasn't done right. And it was because of President Trump that this happened. It was because of President Trump that the vaccine was hurried and not ready and all these people died. It was because of President Trump that the spike protein is now in cancer cells and brought cancer back to all these people. Do you understand now why Donald Trump plays dumb on the vaccine? Greatest thing I ever did. I love it. It was created. It saved lives. He has to. Plausible deniability. If he comes out and says, hey, there's something wrong with this vaccine. This isn't good. It's killing people. Wait, I created it. Oh, shit. Do you see how? So this is what's going to happen. They're going to roll this back on Trump. I'm telling you. The more and more this progresses, they're going to roll this back directly onto Donald Trump, and he's going to potentially take the blame for this. Yep, Operation Warp Speed. It was literally in the operation's name. All right. I put this out there almost as immediately when I started hearing about it. Why are they killing off all the chickens and stopping egg production? If you guys didn't know, there's egg shortages all throughout the United States. A lot of people were saying that the chickens are no longer eating the feed and the feed is potentially bad. They're allowing them free range and the chickens started laying eggs again. Um, as well as we had one of the largest chicken egg factories in the country burned down just the other day. Well, why? Well, that's why. Chicken egg yolk antibodies, IGYS, block the binding of multiple SARS-CoV-2 spike protein variants in the human ACE2 receptor. Here's the actual article published in January of 2021. The abstract states, the SARS-CoV-2 virus is still spreading worldwide and there's an urgent need to effectively prevent and control this pandemic. The study evaluated the potential efficacy of egg yolk antibodies as neutralizing agents against the SARS-CoV-2. We investigated the neutralizing effect of the anti-spike S1 IGYS on the SARS-CoV-2 pseudovirus, as well as the inhibitory effect in the binding of the coronavirus spike protein mutants to the human ACE2. Our results show that the anti-spike S1 IGYS showed significant neutralizing potency, potency, I can't speak today, potency against SARS-CoV-2 pseudovirus and various spike protein mutants and even SARS-CoV-2 in vitro. It might be feasible tool for the prevention and control of ongoing COVID-19. Now, isn't that somewhat interesting? I find it kind of interesting. And I'm going to tell you why I specifically find this interesting. Number one. SARS-CoV-2 was made in a lab in Wuhan, China. Okay? They had to overcome this one part of the coronavirus. This one part was how do you get a coronavirus to infect a human being? Well, you have to go out there and you have to 
re-engineer or molecular engineer a spike protein onto this virus. Then you have to replicate it. Do you know what they use to replicate these viruses in a lab? Take a wild guess what they use to create these viruses in a lab. I'll give you a little hint. It's egg-shaped. It's white. A fucking chicken egg. And now we're... People don't realize this is the smoking gun to the fact that it was created in a lab. This was the smoking gun to the fact that it was created in a lab. Because in order for the egg to actually produce or replicate it, the egg would have to be immune to it in the first place. Which means that the antibodies within the egg itself would have to have a defensive mechanism against the virus that it's beginning to replicate. Boom. Not only that, is do you know how they make the same virus or vaccines? With the eggs. So I'm saying if you do have some sort of a vaccine, if you are one of those people that did get it, start eating eggs. And the question is, is does that protein, that specific protein that um, the Y, what is it? The IGYS, does that specific protein break down through heating? If it does, then maybe it's start time to become a 1970s bodybuilder and start consuming raw eggs. Just saying. Make sure you're getting them natural from uh, from that, that dude down the street. <laughs> now, this is interesting. Uh, I'm going to make a connection here. I think I made this. No, I didn't make this last time. I'm going to make this connection here. Y'all guys remember uh, this guy here? What is it? Tr- uh, Jordan Tristan Walker. Okay, breaking. Pfizer director concerned over women's reproductive health after COVID-19 vaccinations. There is something irregular about their menstrual cycles concerning the vaccine shouldn't be interfering with that. It has to be affecting something hormonal. So this is Jordan Walker again. Project Veritas released this today. Let's listen to this one. Something irregular about their menstrual cycles. So people have to investigate that down the line. Yeah. Because that is a little concerning. The vaccine shouldn't be interfering with that, so we don't really... It shouldn't? It shouldn't. But is it? There's something happening, but we don't know what's going on. Well, I mean, you're a urologist, so you must understand, like, what's going on with it, right? Like... So that's why I understand that it's weird. I hope we don't find out that, like, there's somehow this mRNA, like, lingers in the body, and then, like, has... Because it has to be impacting something hormonal stuff. They impact menstrual cycles. Yeah, or like the entire next generation is like super f***ed up. Could you imagine the scandal? Oh my god, I'd be, I'd take Pfizer off my resume. I'd take Pfizer, I'm pretty sure Pfizer's off his resume now. Now, if you remember, so he's there talking about the concerns of the spike protein vaccine, the vaccine spike protein in the body system for long-term effects. Obviously, he's heard something. Obviously, this is rumors going around Pfizer's office building. He's talking about menstrual cycles. We know this. We know from the preliminary findings of the vaccine test studies from Moderna that it affected reproductive health, that women, there's an 1,800% of stillbirths in various different hospitals around this country. Now, do you remember what Jordan Trister Walker originally said last week was that Pfizer was researching the potential to mutate these viruses themselves within the laboratory to generate vaccines ahead of time for the new variants. 
Well, here's the problem with that. Is if Pfizer did that in a lab, there is a one in a quadrillion to a quadrillion power chance that they would ever match a natural mutation. Which means that their vaccines could never work. It doesn't work that way, right? If they're doing strain-specific mutations or strain-specific vaccines. So... What I think that they were talking about last week or what he was trying to insinuate is that Pfizer was planning on making mutated viruses to keep the vaccine market going with new strains of COVID coming out. We all knew this, right? Well, look at this. How is it a week later? What are the odds that a week after Project Veritas leaks the information that Pfizer had discussed mutating viruses in a lab that we find out Merck was actually doing this with their medication Legavrio. That's right. Legavrio, medication by Merck, creates the potential for more communicable and deadly viruses of COVID to emerge in the future. When one study shows Legavrio works, this should not come as a shock. The pill attacks COVID virus by trying to alter its genetic code. Once inside the human cell, a virus can make 10,000 copies of its genetic code in a few hours. Each copy made increases the risk of the virus, makes a rare mistake, and creates an exact replica. This is how mutations happen, and, and as we have seen with COVID, a drug that deliberately alters the virus's genetic code would greatly increase the risk of mutation. Merck was warned by multiple scientists that the drug might create problematic mutations, which would render the virus more dangerous and difficult to treat. The company decided to blow off any concerns and put Legrevio on the market anyway. So Pfizer was saying they were going to do it, which they probably were already doing it, and Merck is just fucking doing it. Merck created a drug specifically to do that because they want to corner the vaccine market. Wow. This goes deep. Another big corruption story. The top lawyer, lawyer for the National Archives wasn't allowed to weigh in on the discovery. Oh, we saw this. Uh, this is Robert Malone. I thought he was weighing in on something else here. But here we go again. This is, this is what I was talking about a little while ago. 32. This is the Rasmussen reports. This, this is mainstream mainstream okay independent media company specialized in the collection and publication of public option information since 2003 legitimate 32 million impressions later and still no answer what is the cdc quantitative definition of rare for vaccine related major side effects us fda says rare for diseases equals less than 200,000 be safe in our polling equals 12 million plus major report major vax side effects 12 rasmussen report Rasmussen's did a poll and found 12 million plus reports of major vaccine side effects. Right here. U.S. FDA, a rare disease of a disease, a condition that affects less than 200,000 people in the United States. Pain scale, European quantitative definitions of side effects similar to the STDs we originally quoted below. So question, 68% of 268 million adults, 175 million, indicate they received the COVID-19 vaccine. 7% of those reported major side effects. That translates to 177 times 0.07 into approximately 12 million people. The CDC says the major side effects are rare. How many people does the CDC estimate had major side effects? Wow. So this also goes to what we were just saying, that they will blame it on Trump, because that's what they've done with everything else thus far, is blame it on Trump. But either way, 
This is mainstream. This is we we were right all along the last few years. We were all right exactly what we were saying, exactly what we were telling it. We were Vert Gondon, the Dirk Van Boyce, Robert Malone, Luke Montagnier. I don't care if people like these people or hate these people. They were putting the information out there in the sense of the science and how the science works and what the science does or what it does to you. And we followed that information and we stayed away from the treatments, the testing. We stayed away from the vaccine and we're alive and healthy today because we listened to the people that we believed were the professional experts and we were fucking right. And it's sad to say that a lot of people were wrong. 12 million people estimated in the United States with vaccine, severe vaccine side effects. And that's just the beginning. The children, those side effects are just about to start here relatively shortly. Did you hear about yesterday? Hundreds of kids at a school in Las Vegas all started throwing up at the same time. I wonder what they're feeding them or was it something else? I don't know. How about this? The CDC has begun tracking another coronavirus variant called Athorus. What's Athorus? Well, obviously. Orthrus. The Greek god. According to the mythographer Apollodorus, a two-headed dog who guarded Geryon's cattle and was killed by Hercules was he was the offspring of the monsters Anchida and Typhoon and the brother of Cerebrus, who was also a multi-headed guard dog. Now, that's not symbolic at all, is it? Typhon, the monstrous serpentine giant. Interesting enough that Anchida uh, is the monster half-woman, half-snake who lived alone in a cave. Now, what I want you to understand the new variant is called Orthrus, right? Orthrus is the offspring of two monsters, Echidna and Typhoon. Echidna is the half snake, half woman. Typhon is the serpentine giant. Do you guys remember Watch the Water, Dr. Brian Artis talking about how when they developed the spike protein and patented it and all this stuff, did they cut it with snake and snail poisons and venom? And now we're seeing a new mutant variant called Orthrus. Yeah. Symbolism. Symbolism. Now, this is just, this just gets interesting. Hold on, hold on. I got to bring this up here. Hold on, hold on. I want to, I want I want to, I want to make this. There it is. Okay. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up sometimes. Nope, not what I wanted to do. Nope, not what I wanted to do. Get out of here. Oh. Oh, wrong one. I'm, I'm pulling up something here, okay? I'm pulling something up here. And yes, this is a trailer for a movie. It's on YouTube, and we have the public domain that use this. Check out this trailer of this movie from the 1990s. Hey, 
You're a very good observer, Cole. We have a very advanced program, something very different. An opportunity to reduce your sentence considerably. And possibly play an important role in returning the human race to the surface of the Earth. No license, no prints, no warrants. But he took on five cops like he was adjusted to the eyeballs. What year is this? What year do you think it is? 1996. That's the future, James. Do you think you're living in the future? I'm simply trying to gather information to help the people in the present trace the path of the virus. We're not in the present now. This is a place for crazy people. I'm not saying you're not mentally ill, on the all I know you're <laughs> crazy as a loon. The army of the 12 monkeys, they're the ones that spread the virus. Monkeys? He's been living in a meticulously constructed fantasy world, and that world is starting to disintegrate. You haven't become addicted to that dying world? No, sir. He needs help. The army of 12 monkeys. They're the ones that started the virus, right? Well, I'm curious. If you guys remember, that's 12 monkeys, the movie 12 monkeys. I'm curious if Cole actually came back and uh, got those 12 monkeys. <laughs> I j I'm telling you, this shit is just getting weirder and weirder by the day. 12 squirrel monkeys have been stolen from a zoo in Louisiana. <laughs> I'm curious if Cole was successful and found the 12 monkeys. The individual targeted facilities of smaller primates have specifically compromised of 12 squirrel monkey exhibit. They were stolen. It's broken into over the weekend. Just saying. Uh, we talked about the power grid. How about this one? Scientists have injected fish with alligator DNA to create mutant creatures that live longer. Oh, yeah, this is, this is smart. Let's bring back dinosaurs. Okay. Millions of fish are harvested across the world each year, but nearly half are killed due to diseases. Studies have found that by inserting alligator genes in the catfish, their survival chances increase by fivefold. The gene dubbed cathlocitidin contains properties that protect reptiles from infection when wounded. Typically, farmers treat sick fish with antibiotics, but this contributes to the development of antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Now, by the way, they're not talking about wild-caught fish here. They're talking about farming fish here. <laughs> so they're going to take, um, you know, fish and, and put some reptile DNA in them and see what happens. Next thing you know, you got Godzilla walking around. Look at coronavirus. You know... Sometimes I don't want to know what science is really up to. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes I'd rather just not know what science is really up to. Uh, some good news here. The Brunson brothers case, they filed their appeal. This is Raylan Brunson uh, versus Alma Adams et al. Um, has filed. His petition was denied on January 9th, if you remember. And they had a petition for rehearing was filed. And now this is redistributed for conference on... February 17th, 2023. So they're going to get a second chance to be heard uh, or at least reviewed by the SCOTUS. I don't think much is going to come from it, but you could get something from him. Who knows? And interesting, it's on the 17th. Putin invokes Stalingrad to predict a victory over new Nazism in Ukraine. That's right. Putin uh, gave a speech just yesterday, a military parade marking the 80th anniversary of the Battle of Stalingrad 
in Volgograd. And um, he basically came out and says that... um, He said that Russia would defeat Ukraine supposedly in the grip of the new incarnation of Nazism. Unfortunately, we see the ideology of Nazism in its modern form and manifestations again directly threatens the security of our country, Putin told an audience of army officers and members of the local patriotic and youth groups. Again and again we have to repel the aggressions of the collective West. It's incredible, but it's a fact. We are again being threatened with German leopard tanks with crosses on them. Russian officials have been drawing parallels with the struggles against Nazis ever since the Russian forces entered Ukraine almost a year ago. And we can see why, because, I mean, there's biological weapon labs ran by the the country of Germany all throughout Ukraine. They were conducting genetically tested warfare on the people of the Donbass and Ludas regions. And so this is where it gets interesting, the military strategy. Because this is what we hear. Putin is preparing a massive assault with 500,000 men on two fronts. And Ukraine thinks they know the exact date. And so Ukraine believes that Putin's blitz is going to be coming, I believe, uh, on or around February uh, 24th. Now, the fact that this is all public and it's being out into the world, okay? Hey, we got intelligence that says that Russia's going to attack us on February 24th. Oh, get that out to the news and let the news report on it. (coughs) Should give you a sign. That this things are not what they what they seem. Now, what could we see? We could see Ukraine begin to push forth with a counter strike on the five hundred thousand troop movement of Russia. But Russia, I believe, is baiting Ukraine to pull out all their new troops, all their new weapons that they've got, all their new little shiny things. Pull them out of the woodworks and get them concentralized to two points in Ukraine and then just annihilate the shit out of them through air support. Boom. That's my thoughts. Russia hasn't had a big air incursion with a loss of military life and a damage to massive military infrastructure in a long time. I think that this is a setup for exactly that. Man, I keep on running out of time. That's okay. We're going to have fun tonight. Oh, this is an interesting one. Key NATO member state accuses allies of psychological warfare. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Turkey's interior minister claims the U.S. and U.K. have several and several other nations are behind it. Several of Turkey's NATO allies are engaged. The Turkey's NATO allies are engaged in hostile activities against Ankara. Uh, the country's interior minister, Solyala Solyu, has claimed his comments came shortly after issue war- um U.S. issued a warning to its citizens in the country about the possibility of imminent terrorist attacks. Speaking on Thursday, Soy Lu said, On the day when we announced our target to attract 60 million tourists annually, they started psychological warfare against Turkiv. U.K., Netherlands, Germany, Belgium, and several other nations also announced their decision to temporarily shut down their respective consulates in Istanbul, citing a terrorist threat. Last Friday, U.S. diplomatic mission in the country cautioned its citizens of possible imminent retaliatory attacks by terrorists in that country. And so we know specifically that Turkey has claimed that potentially in six months they're going to leave NATO. And now we're seeing them come out directly talking about how the U.S. is using U.S. and the West are using psychological warfare against them makes a lot of sense why they're going to be leaving, doesn't it? 
um, and they're going to be joining the BRICS nation. Exactly what I said months ago would happen. Iran uh, is moving into new economic alliance with Russia. They're probably going to join BRICS. North Korea, new economic alliance with Russia. Guess what they're going to be doing? They're going to be joining the BRICS nations as well. I already said this months ago that this was going to happen and this is going to be the new military force that is going to rule and dominate the world over nato and it's going to happen through an incursion of nato first guaranteed large blue streak green meteorite fireball explodes over kranchenorzhok russia on january 31st quite interesting there let's check this out there it is but boom now was this a meteorite i don't know was it a satellite falling from the sky after being shot down and satellite in space warfare potentially who knows man i gotta i'm gonna skip the financial news we all know where the the financial news is going uh forbes magazine you must not do your own research when it comes to science shame on you you cannot do your own research when it comes to science. Research both sides and make up your own mind. It's simple, straightforward, common sense advice. And when it comes to issues like vaccinations, climate change, and the novel coronavirus SARS-CoV-2, it can be dangerous, destructive, and even deadly. The techniques that most of us use to navigate most of our decisions in life, gathering information and valuing it based on what we know, and choosing a course of action can lead to spectacular failures when it comes to a scientific matter. The reason is simple. Most of us, even those of us who are scientists ourselves, lack the relevant scientific expertise needed to adequately evaluate, evaluate the research on our own. In our own fields, we are aware of the full suite of data and how those puzzle pieces fit together and what frontiers of our knowledge is when laypersons espouse opinions on those matters. It's immediately clear to us where the gaps in their understanding are and where they've missled themselves in their reasoning when they take up arguments of the Contrarian, contrarian scientists, we recognize what they're overlooking, misinterpreting, or omitting. We start to value the actual expertise and legitimate experts have spent lifetimes developing. Doing your own research could lead to immeasurable and unnecessary suffering. Go back to sleep, America. There's nothing to see here. Your government loves you. They're here to protect you. The CDC and the FDA, they love you and want to protect you too and will keep you safe with the top and most potent drugs on the market to keep you asleep, to keep you sick, to keep you in control. Don't research yourself. There's no reason to. Leave this up to the quote-unquote experts. They're the ones that will tell you, take the vaccine, get the shot, Still go to work. Stay home. Put on a mask. After all this shit, we found out that none of it actually works. That it was nothing more than propaganda campaigns to install a totalitarian regime throughout this freaking country. But you know what? People will read that article and they'll go, I agree. I'm not going to do my own research anymore. <clears throat> it's like the fucking flat earthers, right? I'm literally arguing with a flat earther right now on Twitter. This last day. And this guy's I, I've done my own research. I'm like, what research did you do? I First I said, define research. <clears throat> and he gives the scientific definition of research. Right? Going out there and using tools and investigative techniques and, and right, a system of investigation. I said, cool. What system did you use? What tools did you use? He goes, you're just wanting me to define everything. 
No, I really want to know what research you did in the flat earth other than go watch a fucking few YouTube videos from Eric Dubai and come out here and claim that you're a fucking expert on the topic. And that shut him up real fast because he hasn't really commented back. Because guess what? That is his idea of research. I'm watching hours of videos on flat earth. Oh my God, that's so right. I don't see no curve. <coughs> watching videos isn't research. Listening to someone else speak who is not a professional or expert on a topic is not research. Never believe anything anybody tells you, no matter who they are, or what authority they possess or profess, unless you can prove it through your own research, inquiry, investigation, and volition. <coughs> Man, I'm drying my voice up. What does that mean? It means develop a system of investigation of research, acquire the tools necessary to understand and extrapolate and comprehend the knowledge, be able to stand under the facts that you present of what you have discovered. Well, those facts that you discovered, those things, they must be repeatable in experimentation and prove your thesis over and over and over again. Provide evidence to the contrary. It's not hard shit. All right, <clears throat> man, my, my voice is uh, dried up here. I think we're, uh, I'm seeing if there's any more pertinent, I have like tons of articles. Let me see here. As a reminder tonight, guys, firstly, number one is thank you for all the donations that are coming in for DLive, Pilled, Rumble, and Facebook. You guys are absolutely awesome. I appreciate all of the donations coming in, you guys. I, I appreciate you so much helping support and keep the Red Pill Project alive. Uh, we are 100% you guys funded, audience funded. So appreciate everything that you guys do, especially if you guys are using uh, a lot of our sponsors out there. And if you're wondering who our sponsors are, the best way to do this is go to redpills.tv, right? Our new website is up and running. And if you scroll down to the bottom of the page, we got our sponsors right there, Honey Colony, redpills.tv slash honey, where you can find amazing products from Marion Henine that are organic, honey-based. They have tons of different stuff. Uh, colloidal silver, you can see it there. Uh, if you guys want to open an IRA, transfer an IRA uh, without any fees or maybe even you know get some cash or 401k into some gold and silver, Dr. Kirk Elliott right there. 720-605-3900 or visit getgoldtoday.com. And you guys can just go to redpills.tv and click these, and they'll take you there. My Patriot Supply, we talked about them earlier. Redpills.tv slash Patriot is the best way to give us credit for that. Go on over there, My Patriot Supply, get your survival supplies. My Pillow, use that promo code RPP. I don't need to tell you the website, mypillow.com. Sherwood.tv, Mark Sherwood, Dr. Mark Sherwood, good friend of mine, him and Michelle. They got a lot of stuff going on over there to help you with your health. If you're interested in that, redpills.tv slash, or sorry, sherwood.tv slash redpill. Check them out there. And uh, got a few more updates coming to the website. You guys can check that out there. But uh, if you guys also didn't know about our Red Pill merch, we teamed up with Rise Attire International. You can go on over here. You go to redpills.tv slash merch, M-E-R-C-H. And you scroll down, and we have our new Red Pill Project T that is right there. Pretty badass. The, the back has our logo with Red Pills TV on it. I love this. I got a few of these all coming in. Then we have the Puppet Joe. Joe Biden, the puppet right there. 
pretty cool. It does have a back end. Obviously, Red Pill Project's right there. And then the uh, the other design that we have, I love this shirt. And uh, once it comes in, I'm definitely going to wear it. The uh, upside down flag with the crack through the Capitol building. On the back, you have Red Pill Project uh, being, being advertised there. And then we also have those all in hoodies. This one hoodie is awesome. I'm getting this one coming in here soon. So you guys can check that out at redpills.tv slash merch. And listen, don't forget about tonight. We have the After Dark Q&A. That is on socialredpill.com. Socialredpill.com. Sign up for your free profile or you can support us with a subscription. But either way, tonight the Zoom information will be put out there. But the Zoom starts immediately after this. You can go to the events tab. Go to Social Red Pill Zoom. And you can click on that. And there will be tons of people in there already watching. I will be on in about an hour. But much love, respect, God bless. Don't forget tomorrow, Conversations on the Fringe. Matt Presti, David Whitehead. We'll see you guys then. Much love, respect, God bless. Take care. See you guys then. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me eye patch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.